The news is the slowest it's ever been, Mike. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're looking at a brand new superhero movie release slate for like yes. three years. <laughs> That's right. Everything is moving. Get in the car, call up the kids, call all your relatives that can hold a box and move it. We're shifting everything. We are. Uh, and we're also... Uh, getting ready to buy some tasty treats at Disneyland. Ooh, I didn't know what the I didn't I don't know what this is. Usually, when you're writing the intro, I kind of know what all these little segments are. But this is a genuine mystery to me. So we'll all learn together on the podcast, whatever this means. Exactly. And during these times of quarantine, lots and lots of movie writers are still getting work mm-hmm. because they don't have to leave and do anything. They're <laughs> yes. home writing. So and we'll talk about that and more. Yeah, ideally they're always uh, sitting at home uh, writing, right? They may um, be in a coffee shop, Mike. You know, the stereotypical <laughs> place writers write. This will segue into a really uh, quick topic. Uh, I was talking to my uh, dad earlier today who retired about a year ago, and he was basically telling me, like, yeah, quarantine life is basically retired life. I'm, he's not really seeing much of a difference right now. But uh, he was uh, he was informing me that, you know, he's he's a sports guy. He likes, uh, he likes you know, anything and everything on ESPN. Uh, and there's not been a lot of stuff to watch there recently, but he did inform me something I wasn't aware of, that uh, NASCAR and, like, I guess – maybe just a car racing in general, whether it's a NASCAR or maybe even an Indy car. I know they race trucks too. I think they also race go-karts. Anything with four wheels, I think somebody's racing it somewhere. I've seen them race horses. <laughs> yes, like four legs, four wheels. So I guess there some of them have legitimately kind of transferred over to what my father was describing to me was uh, actually esports. Mm-hmm. He was describing what esports were to me like it was a new, brand new thing. He was just like, yeah, they have all of these setups at home. They have like real drive. They have real steering wheels and they have like pedals hooked up to a computer and they're all racing like digitally and everything and they have all the setups so it acts like a real track and he's like it's actually been pretty entertaining he was like your mother walked into the room and she was like oh I thought they canceled all the racing so I guess the graphics at a glance are good enough to look like real car racing and I was just like, yeah, I think that's esports, Dad. I think you're describing esports to me. So I thought that was pretty funny. What I saw was um, that the actual NASCAR drivers themselves were getting to play themselves. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I forgot to say the most Uh, obvious part. Yeah, like, so I think, like, real NASCAR drivers are actually competing against, like, just normal people in their homes that have just kind of, you know, been really good at playing video games. I thought it was just really, really crazy. It's like trying to, like, play rock band against, like, you know, a professional guitar from um like you know just any professional band out there yeah i mean it's, it's wild that they could do that my, my question is did they actually have uh live um, um commentators on this or are they, <laughs> they just showing the races because the common commentators is what you need to know what's going on here yeah I don't, i'm not super familiar with uh, the names of commentators but i think like a week or two ago there were some viral videos of i think it was like a fox sports announcer was just finding random kind of viral videos that seemed to have some sort of competitive angle to them and he was just like adding his own color commentary to it but uh yeah even the sports world out there is getting desperate so um i should i tried to describe 
subscribe to my dad like other types of esports like WoW and League of Legends and stuff. And you know, I was like, oh, if you if you kind of get familiar with the mechanics, you might find those interesting too. But I don't think he was on board with watching <laughs> watching League of Legends. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even on board with that, Mike. Instead, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a of a a fan of going back and, and to the old days and doing some some older video games. I believe everyone who's listened to this at some point has probably played Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And while I don't have it in the notes here, I will tell you, uh, well, we have seven seven people yesterday at once playing Call of Duty last night on the free weekend. Yeah, um, playing kind of normal team death matches. Yeah. They had they have a free weekend for multiplayer, so you know it was it's not the war zone the free mode. It was actually the regular mode. They give you two maps and a handful of zones, but we. We played the hell out of that yesterday, uh, and and that was a really good time with everyone involved. I, I'm glad yeah. we all got to do it. Yeah, I totally forgot about the other aspect of crossplay, which is I was thinking, oh, Xboxes and Playstations get to play together, but uh, <laughs> apparently you can go up against people with like mouse and keyboard. And I was surprised that you know going up against mouse and keyboard people. I'm not really noticing a much of a difference on my end, but then when they kill you and you watch the kill cam, their movements are like so spastic and so quick because their sensitivity is ultra high and they're moving around with mouse and well, keyboards. It just looks like their character is having like a seizure trying to kill you. It's insane. And they have, uh, you know, um, special buttons on their mouses. Uh, we were playing, I believe, I mean, it really got really bad one match and I think everyone was complaining about it in that match because that <laughs> one guy's whipping like 90 degrees back and forth, like instantaneous between mm-hmm. all of us. Uh, we came back. I think we ended up winning that round. But you know, we 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 had ups, we had downs. We're we're doing unlocks, Mike. We had a good time. I'm glad. Did I- you? Uh, I know. I know. I signed off a little early last night. But did you? Did you unlock your crossbow at all yet? Oh yeah, I unlocked my crossbow before you got on last night. Actually, oh ex- excellent. And uh, uh, no one who played with me is listening. But I was like, great, I got it. The next match, I got a kill with it, <laughs> and it was only because I meleeed somebody up close. It wasn't even with yeah, the crossbow. So yeah, I'm like, oh a- no. It's a lear- it's a learning curve uh, for sure. You yeah. got to unlock those explosive arrows. Uh, but yeah, if anybody is listening to this uh, by now, you probably only have hours left to play the free weekend if you don't already own the free game. Me and Chris were just talking about how we're trying to min-max here. We're trying to minimize the amount of money we put in the game and maximize the amount of experience we can pull out of it. So um, like we said the last couple weeks on the show, this is kind of our quarantine game at the moment. So yeah. get into some Call of Duty. It's free, and you'll you'll know what we're talking about here at the top of every show. Exactly, and also the other game I want to put point, point I just say this I bought um, the remastered Final Fantasy VIII for my Xbox this weekend. Oh, okay. So this isn't the this isn't the remake style like they're doing with Seven. This no. is just more like a graphical upgrade. Yeah, graphical upgrade, everything like that. And um, I went and because I, I was young, and I had I actually bought the the strategy guide, the Prima Guide strategy guide off eBay. <laughs> To wow. go with this because I'm like, there are things you need to hear you gotta know. Wow, strategy guides. I can't remember the last time I bought one of those. I used to I used to buy them back in the day with every Pokemon game that I would get because those would be really helpful looking up like the leveling guides and the movesets and stuff before like the internet just had all of that stuff in general. Yeah, and and I could totally use it on the internet. Don't get me wrong. I could whip it up mm-hmm. on my iPad and have it the whole time, but I want the paper, Mike. I, I want yeah. that nostalgia feel when I'm playing. That Final is Fantasy. a nostalgic, yeah, man. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm, but that was supposed to be here Thursday, and it's like it's delayed in, in the USPS, and I'm like, 
where is it? And they're like, we don't know. It's delayed. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, some little, some little kid smelled that magazine from a mile away and ripped it out of the box. Yeah, I imagine whoever was delivering it was like, oh, I got this game. I'm gonna go play it real fast <laughs> and then deliver it after I beat the game with the. Kid. It's already used anyway. They're not gonna know the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, you can't buy those new. At least not 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 at that price point. But uh, I was just pointing out, it's a great time for video games in the evenings now. And then um, I showed a picture of you. I pressure washed today. Man, am I tired from that. <laughs> but that's that's really all I got, Mike. Mike, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Well, uh, these are two PSAs for the top of the show. Uh, number one, uh, Disney's Jeffrey Katzenberg's streaming service Quibi releases tomorrow, and I've been getting a lot of targeted ads. So I got to assume I haven't been to any of their landing pages yet, but I got to assume there's some sort of free uh, trial let me tell period. You, I'm going to go ahead and give you this. Can okay. you guess how long their free trial period is? Uh, I've got to imagine it's got to be short. Maybe like, what, 48 hours? 90 days. Oh, 90. Wow, that's that, really long. How much faith do you not have in this <laughs> if you give a 90-day trial? Wow. So it sounds like you got three months to get hooked on it. Yeah. Um, there was a couple shows. Um, I'm, a, I'm a real big fan of uh, Will Forte. And I forget the name of the actress, but she plays a sweet D in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, they have a they have a scripted show that's I I don't know if it launches with Quibi, but I've definitely it, been targeted with the trailers where they're supposed to be doing some sort of like home makeover style of show, but they end up finding a bunch of money kind of hidden behind one of the walls, and I guess things spiral out from there. So you know, I, we're huge huge fans of Will Forte, so I'm at least gonna try out this trial for that. But you know, I just thought I'd mention at the top of the show just because I don't think there's anything superhero related quite yet slated for Quibi, but we'll we'll be on top of it if anything lands there. Uh, well, I mean, I consider Reno 911 definitely a superhero show. <laughs> it, it's not at launch. Um, the one you're thinking of is Flipped. The show oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, Flipped. Okay. Uh, and I think it is on launch. Uh, and then they also have a Punked, the newest version of Punked with Chance the Rapper on there at launch as well. I'm on their website right now. Yeah, maybe they'll be punking a celebrity that has played a superhero. Yeah. I don't know. Anthony Mackie seems like he's always up for anything. He just feels like a guy that says yes to anything. So uh, maybe we'll see Anthony Mackie in an episode. I don't know. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. And, and you know, if the, and if you've gotten through your Tiger King fix on Netflix, <laughs> you can watch uh, Fierce Queens, which is like a jungle uh, kind of a short or Quibi series coming up here as well. It's got a lot of wow. tigers, you're, elephants, hyenas. You're welcome, Quibi. I want to check in the mail for plugging your streaming they'll, service. They'll, they'll give you 91 free days, Mike. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is, you know, I, again, I, I don't think you know, this is great, but if you created one for 90 days and then before they build you, you just cancel it and create one with a new email. Like you get a year out of this with only four emails, Mike. That's it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, if you want to talk about min maxing, that's it right there. Yeah, there you go. That's a min max. So, uh, so that's that's PSA number one. PSA number two, slightly more related to the content we talk about on this show. Kim's Convenience, a show straight out of Toronto, Canada, has dropped season four on Netflix this weekend. And if you're not already aware, uh, it stars a Korean family, and one of the family members, the the son is played by Simu Lu, which will be our Shang-Chi, which we'll be talking about a little bit later in the show. So if you have not already fallen in love with the actor Simu Lu, who I think has a really on-point Twitter account. I don't know if he has a team of people that are really funny, or if he's just a funny guy in general, but he seems to he seems to be really hitting all the marks for me. He's like 
really talented. He's in one of my favorite TV shows right now. He's got a funny Twitter account. He seems to really be rolling with the punches over at Marvel. You know, he's... He he seemed to be really ecstatic with some of the news that was uh, that was laid on top of Shang Chi on the Tin Rings lately. So uh, this is just a big shout out for Simu Lu. Go check him out. Kim's Convenience season four. Uh, the seasons are only about thirteen episodes long. Thirty like a it's like a really easy like twenty two minute show. You'll just plow through all the seasons real quick. So those would be uh, those would be my two PSAs right now. One you'll have to wait for tomorrow to start doing, but you can start watching Kim's Convenience right now, suckers. Yeah, exactly. And before I forget, Mike, I mean, we, we actually spent a lot of time outside of the show this week, which is really surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a review of Bloodshot, in case anyone mm-hmm. has, hasn't seen that yet. It's on video on demand. Get it. But we also spent, what, most of Saturday night playing um, Jackbox over Zoom. Yeah. Ja- I, I've d- yeah, I discovered recently that uh, Zoom conver- conversations go a lot better when everybody is actively, like, participating in something uh i was in like a a zoom happy hour about a week ago and there there was a whole bunch of people on the call and i was kind of doodling everybody's picture uh portrait on a post-it note so that was kind of fun i'd be doodling for a couple minutes and i'd hold it up and everybody would laugh and so i think that worked really well with uh with uh, jackbox as well because i don't know i don't know about you but i get really uncomfortable when just the webcam is like pointed at me like 24 7 like 365 like it's like usually when you're having a conversation with a person in real life you know you can kind of like look down you can like you can kind of just like look off to the sides you're not always making eye contact but i feel like with these zoom meetings like you're just always really engaged with the screen so uh yeah jackbox was great uh you had a much more sophisticated jackbox setup because you had the games on your computer and you were screen sharing right yes yes so i set it up on the computer um and so that was our camera and then also the 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 game system and it played through the video rather than um you know uh uh I guess is, is is he considered our friend, your friend, Ryan? His setup was pointing another device at a TV. <laughs> yeah, was... we br- we really brute forced it. Uh, you know, we're we're not, we're like uh, we're more creative types, not really IT specialists like uh, like you. Uh, you seem to know a lot about more of that stuff than we do, Chris. So we're just like, hey, we we got a bunch of cameras connected to the internet. Just point one at the TV, and that'll be good enough. And that seemed to work. Yeah, it, uh, we. It <laughs> Wasn't quite as sophisticated as you, so I'll give you props for that. But it worked. We had a great time. Uh, by the time you guys signed on, you were already like, you were already like two hours into drinking. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys were you guys were all seasoned and ready to go for us on Jackbox. It was great. Yeah, we wasted no time. Uh, we, we were playing <laughs> with my wife's friends for for a while, and uh, that's that's how we did the first one. But I mean, I definitely, uh, you know, if anyone's looking for anything, that's a quick, easy. I think those games are on sale. It's a quick, easy way to to make everyone feel like you're there without having to be there if you will so i had a good time this week it was a good time this weekend mike i feel like i got a lot done but also not a lot done at the same time. <laughs> exactly how things should be yeah so some concerning news i read this week uh there were some reports that possibly that studies are showing audiences may not want to go back to movie theaters right away after the pandemic is down and, yeah and what do you make of that well, uh, so we have a uh, we kind of have a, a friend uh, out here who owns a um, a really nerdy bar in Hollywood. It's called the Scum and Villainy uh, Cantina, and it's a, a very Star Wars themed bar. And they're you know all, all bars out here have been shut down. You know their rent is extremely expensive, being kind of down there in the heart of Hollywood, and they've kind of expressed concerns 
um, uh, very similar of once kind of all of this is blown over, they said that they're going to have to have, you know, really strong uh, a bounce back to kind of recover. And I g- imagine that's that's a business uh, all around. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to need really strong weeks, really strong months whenever this is all over. But yeah, I think you're right. The same thing with movie theaters. People are going to be really worried. I don't think really everything's going to honestly go back to normal until we kind of have a vaccine out there ready to go. Because yeah, I will, I'll feel more comfortable, you know, going outside and shopping and getting the things done that I need to, you know, if I see the percentage of people has like really dropped and dwarfed. But as long as I know I'm vulnerable to it, yeah, I mean, I, I might be worried about going back to the theater. Mm. Well, and, and it's one of those things that like concerts and movie theaters are about the only thing where you are stuck next to somebody and chances are you're going to be stuck to somebody who's probably going to cough all over you. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who's been with me uh, or listened to our show knows that, you know, I end up with the weirdest people around me in a movie. Theater. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's the sex. I really like it. So hopefully, you know, the rates are low or they put like a, hey, you can actually put seats in between you and your party kind of deal. Um, you know, because, you know, they try not to do that. I mean, I think that would be nice or something because I want to go back to the movies. I want to go there. I want to enjoy that experience. But, you know, you know it's looking at some of these upcoming release dates, it could be forever away. I did see another article that um, AMC theaters may not survive this. I'm interested to see if that's true or not, too, because that was my local movie theater company. So. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, I can't feel really too bad about any giant corporations because giant corporations don't care about us. We probably shouldn't care about them either. But if you have any like smaller movie theaters in your hometown or maybe any any small businesses or restaurants that you really like, this might be a good time to maybe go out and try to find their Twitter account or find their Facebook page so you can at least stay connected with them. So who knows, maybe they'll be just be really upfront and say like, Hey, if we want to stay open, you know, we're just, we're looking for donations or looking for more people to do carry out orders. You know, we don't need, we don't need a lot of money. We just need a little bit to make through until things come out. And so you got to stay connected because I know a lot of the places that I like to go, my favorite kind of, uh, little joints, I don't really follow them anywhere on the internet because I'm never worried about them disappearing or going anywhere so you know if you got like a small little locally owned movie theater maybe it's time to connect digitally with them the best you can and really kind of mm-hmm. keep track of you know who knows they could be doing fundraisers in the future or maybe accepting like donations or maybe just something as simple as like just help them retweet stuff just to kind of get stuff out there in the world so uh well, I mean, <laughs> yeah great yeah buy, i don't know it seems movie like tickets ahead of time i mean you still get the tickets and then you know you have yeah, them ahead of time that would be really helpful because, I mean, obviously we're ready to buy our Black Widow tickets whenever. So, I mean, if that's going to be coming out much later, just, you know, go ahead and get the pre-sale ready to go. I think that could, yeah, that could be helpful. Yeah, and, and or, or vouchers. You know, they, they do gift cards, but gift cards are always some weird amount. Uh, you yeah. know, what, whatever they can do to get that. Because I mean, they don't make their money off the movie sales, right? They make their money off mm-hmm. the concessions so yep, that's true um i heard i heard a story of a local theater oh this is a perfect uh, perfect example i heard a i heard a story of a local movie theater in, in some some town usa i don't recall but they were selling just popcorn out on the sidewalk you could just like uh they were popping it and they were bringing it out and you could drive your car up roll your window down and you could have them some cash or however you want to pay for it and they put a giant ass bag of popcorn in your passenger seat i think that's pretty rad uh this is a great time for drive-in movie theaters to come back 
Oh my gosh, yeah, and that's so sad because LA used to be, you know, kind of known for their drive-in theaters, and now you really have to drive far out of your way to find one, and it's such a shame because I think some of the more popular ones had recently just closed, and man, if those were still open, those would still be popping off. Yeah, exactly. You got to stay in your car. Don't get out of your car. Watch a mm-hmm. movie in your car. And you're good to go. That's yeah, that's perfect. What I'm about. Uh, I mean, now I'm. What, what do I do? Just like pull my projector, bounce it off my garage door, and sit in my my driveway and watch it i probably do well i don't yeah i don't put that past you and uh i I think if people have listened to this show long enough i'm sure they they probably know you already have a projector or could at least guess that you would have one i I don't have a projector believe it or not wow this man has a rotating basket for his air fryer but doesn't own a projector well i yeah i'm not gonna buy a cheap projector mike i gotta wait for those costs on those to come down because that can be expensive uh, but also, I need to have a room that can be completely dark because you don't want to wash those colors out, you know, with, with yeah, some that's light. True. But, and that's a whole different conversation. But you know, we're talking about movies coming out, things things being changed, and and let me tell you, the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks entirely different than it did um, when they announced yeah. all this at Comic-Con last year. Yeah, you threw, you threw a lot of text messages at me the other day when I was in the when yeah. I was in the middle of work, and I was like, man, Chris is barraging me with some news right now. I guess we'll have something to talk about on Sunday. Exactly, and I wouldn't do it unless it was a big deal. I think all of these are technically a big deal. Uh, phase 4 has shifted every date backwards except one uh, okay. that we know of, and then added a brand new movie to the release schedule, which I think mm-hmm. kind of got overlooked a little bit. Yeah. Um, so essentially it's easy. The math is simple. Black mm-hmm. Widow was supposed to come out in May. It has now taken over the eternal slot, which was November 3rd ish or 4th ish, whatever November. Um, and then eternals is then pushed back to Shang Chi's release date in February. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi is now May 7th, which was originally held by Dr. Strange, which is now November, 2021. Mm-hmm which was then taking place by Thor Love and Thunder, which took an unannounced movie spot for February 18th, 2022. Uh-huh. Black Panther stayed the exact same. May 2022. Things may be normal by 2022. <laughs> and then lastly, they finally announced Captain Marvel 2 has a release date of July 8th, 2022. <laughs> you know, strangely, some of these release dates just kind of feel right to me. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not too uh, worried about these dates shifting too much, uh, but Doctor Strange in November seems about right because I believe the first Doctor Strange came out in a November date. So that almost feels like, you know, that's a comf- comfy spot to be in. The Eternals was kind of almost like this weird, I don't want to say weird, but it's definitely another untested property that mm-hmm. I'm sure Marvel will knock out of the park because so far they've had a pretty good track record for it. So a November release spot seemed pretty big for the Eternals. So actually it shifting to February kind of seems a little bit more logical in my head. You know, I'm just kind of going through n- mental gymnastics right now really to make myself feel better. Um, you are. But Shang- you definitely but, are. Uh, but Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings coming out in May, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, Simu Lu over on Twitter was saying that he's actually pretty stoked because now he gets to be a summer blockbuster movie when before he was kind of this early year kind of uh, uh, appetizer for the blockbuster season. So, you know, I, I hope that really goes over well for him uh, because, like I said, that guy's really cool. He's infectious. Well, but Thor Love and Thunder in February, that's that's pretty interesting. That's, that's kind of tantalizing that, you know, you can start off a brand new year fresh off of probably a really crappy January of movies and then, bam, you get to jump into... 
probably going to be one of the best Marvel movies. I, I can only assume that Thor Love and Thunder is going to be a top tier Marvel movies because I've kind of stopped ranking them in my head now. And basically I just kind of arrange them into tiers. So I really think Thor Love and Thunder is going to be like an well, S tier movie for me. Of all these, I'm really, really disappointed you didn't say Thor Love and Thunder would make sense near Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, which which is definitely now something they get a playoff of. What to me is, I, I mean, honestly, Marvel can release any movie any month and make make it a winner, right? Like, mm-hmm. the calendar doesn't matter to them. Um, what is interesting here is Doctor Strange pushed back six full months. And they currently, um, they don't have a director, right? Or they, are, they have a director. Scott Derrickson is no longer on this movie. Yeah, um, this could be a little bit of a saving grace for it's them. It's got some breathing room. Uh, everything. Well, is- I well okay. The I I remember. I don't think it was cemented in stone, but the Sam strongest Raimi. rumor was Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they've got some time to work this out, rework the script if they need to, whatever. Get a director on board, get them acclimated. Um, that's the only one I think is the saving grace here. Everything mm-hmm. else, yeah, is fine. Um, Eternals could be November or February because. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but I'll tell you, My, this is now the longest period we've had in 10 years without a Marvel movie. Yeah, years. I mean, who knows? This could be a good thing. Uh, I don't know if uh, fatigue is going to be an issue anytime soon, but if it was, yeah. I would think that this would remedy it. Uh, my brother was mentioning to me on the phone today that him and his uh, his uh, house cohort, cohort is uh, starting a, a Marvel rewatch, but they wanted to do everything chronologically. So they, wanna, they watched Captain America first, then they're going to move on to Captain Marvel. Uh, wait, we're all, what, what are you saying is first? Captain Marvel's first. Captain America is a flashback. Because what what's important to me again, this is out of the <laughs> Captain America has to be watched in the order it was released because Nick Fury makes no sense in that movie. The world doesn't make sense. You don't care who um, Howard Stark is at this point. I think I think having him introduced in Iron Man two and then going back and meeting the younger Howard Stark is way more interesting than seeing well, he's loosey goosey and then gets uptight <laughs> later on. So, well, I believe anyway. I believe I believe he described this rewatch to me as a technical uh, chronological uh, order. They're like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm not going in and I'm not going to edit these movies. So Captain America primarily takes place yeah. before everything else. No, so I get watch it. Everyone first. says this, but I have my own opinion <laughs> on how that should be done. And I know no, most people don't agree with me, but I will say Captain Marvel will is usually usually pretty good there. But I mean, couldn't you say Captain Marvel is technically uh, mostly a flashback? Doesn't the I believed at the very end of Captain Marvel, isn't it kind of brought up to well current time? You can't do the post credit scenes throw this entirely out of whack <laughs> because um, Ant Man takes place entirely before Infinity War, except for the post credit scene. So like you have to like that's the only thing you have to take all those off for for anything to work. What we really need is we need to get we need to get somebody behind an edit booth. We need somebody to just throw seriously chronologically put all this in there. Uh, we're probably going to have to leave Agents of Shield out. No, no one's ever going to be well, able to finish this. That's the thing. No, none of those TV shows count anymore. Remember Kevin Feige's yeah. like nothing counts yeah. except Disney Plus. I get it. They say that, but I mean, uh, there was parts of uh, Agents of Shield that just lined up so well. I mean, I suppose if. Okay, you can't do everything 100%. You couldn't do a 100% Marvel mainline rewatch. It would just be too much. But if somebody wanted to do like maybe a 90-minute long edit where it's just kind of like a crazy 90-minute cram it with everything in chronological order, 
I think it might be okay to throw in some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. stuff just so some people could get some closure on Coulson, but, see maybe how this affected S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra a little bit during Winter Soldier. But, but that's the thing, though. He doesn't get any cl- I mean, you're not caught up on this show. He doesn't get any closure. He's still alive. There's one well, more season just, left. I wouldn't give anyone Col- like Coulson died in Avengers, and that's all we need to care about because that was that was worth his death in that movie. I, well, I get. I, I mean, wa- I've watched Agents of Shield. I, I think it's a fun show, but you know that was when Jeff Loeb was at the helm of this. I don't consider Netflix a part of these anymore. Like, I don't even think of those because well, that was the most downhill drop I'd ever seen in the TV. Well, you're pitting Jeff- brother against brother now. The Whedons. Yeah. One Whedon is still canon, and one Whedon's not anymore. <laughs> Well, half of half of Joss, he did the first pilot for Shield, kind of. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you bring us up to the next <laughs> great point, Mike. The, the Disney Plus shows have not changed their release dates at all yet. Yeah. So I think I think if they were to change, um, we would find out here shortly. But so far, none of them has premiered yet, so they're kind of insulated. Right. Well, the the problem with that is WandaVision was supposed to it has Scarlet Witch, which ties into Doctor Strange. If Doctor Strange is pushed back six months um, to to the end of next year, um, do they still put it out a year ahead of time? Or do they move that closer to the release date? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And also, we know that they're going to be kicking off production on some shows right now. And this is a really good time where it's important to know the difference between strongly rumored release dates and mm. actual physical they have said the release dates. Because uh, there's some stuff in development that we don't really know when it's coming out, but we can make a really, really good guess. So things like... Um, Things like Miss Marvel, you know, that could easily change, yeah. even though production has, I'm sure, halted on it. The same thing with uh, She-Hulk. So, uh, I mean, I suppose there could be some pre-production work that's still in the process being yeah. done from home, you know, concept art being generated and Rewrite storyboard. So, yeah, storyboards being drawn, yeah, and, and things like that happening. But, yeah, you do bring up a good point. Um, I, uh, originally, before things had moved, we kind of had we kind of had a really packed year, Disney Plus, at the end of the year, right? I mean, we had... Um, well, we this, had the, WandaVision. We had uh, we had uh, Falcon and Winter we had Soldier. Eternals with, coming out. Falcon Winter Soldier. So yeah. maybe this would could be a good thing. Maybe now they get to spread everything out a little bit. Maybe. I mean, I'm looking at our one page that we bring up our upcoming superhero movies and TVs show page on superheroesweet.com that has been updated. Um, and 2020 is the driest year, even if you include the Disney Plus shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, next year is way too packed. Um, so uh, <laughs> I would much rather have them this year than put them in the next year. But I mean, Jesus, yeah. man, next wow. year is really wild. I mean, but at the same time, this kind of makes me grin ear to ear right now. Like, yeah, I'm looking at our 2020 release. And I'm just going to rattle these off super quick without dates. This is just chronological order. We got Eternals, Ghostbusters, Loki, Morbius, Shang-Chi, DC Super Pets, The Batman, Spider-Man 3, Suicide Squad, The Kingsman, Uncharted, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Adam, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. I mean, like, this is going to be... I mean, this is actually really cool to think about, like, at least once a month we're going to be getting, like, super high premium content. It's also missing, uh, for some reason, I don't know, not sure why, but the um, What If series. Yeah, the animated series, which I'm really looking forward to, uh, which uh, luckily the animation industry has been able to work from home a little bit more. So I hopefully that doesn't get delayed since people can still be yeah. drawing on computers. And home. Well, it'll only get delayed if it's affected by everything else. Like they wouldn't have mm-hmm. um, a pushback release of Falcon and Winter Soldier 
or WandaVision um, overlap with that show, I think, um, or Loki. I think, you know, WandaVision is in the effect stage, and I think so is a Falcon and Winter Soldier. So hopefully, you know, they've given themselves enough lead, lead time to, to, to burn into this. Yeah. Um, just so everyone knows, Spider-Man is technically considered a Sony release uh-huh. and is still scheduled for July of next year. So that would make it four Marvel movies next year, still. Um, Marvel can't tell them when to release Spider-Man. However, yeah, that's true. they could delay it if production doesn't get off the ground soon enough. Um, uh-huh. None of these are none of these on this page are in stone, uh, sadly. Um, I think Marvel and Disney will be um, Warner Brothers. We'll have to see what they do with their stuff. Yeah, this is. I I think the uh, this is one thing that Hollywood hasn't had to deal with as much as let, let's say the video game industry has to do, which is delays to make sure that their product is up to snuff when it releases. At the very least, I I just hope none of these movies come out that look like they have like shoddy CG. Like I think a lot of people have the same opinion when it comes to the video game industry. Uh, I think fans uh, would much rather have a game be delayed, and when it comes out, it's good, rather than rushing it. So, yeah, I definitely don't want anything rushed just to get it to us as fast as possible. Well, also, the difference is there. In a video game, they can release a patch. You can't patch Mm -hmm. a a movie unless you're Cats. (laughs) Or unless you're George Lucas. (laughs) Well, that's a little different, yeah. But, I mean, like, everyone wants to watch what they watch, right? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm still... still, uh, cheering for that butthole cut of cats for someone's <laughs> got some downtime right now I, I i expect it to hit the internet very soon mm-hmm. it's not that hard i mean like motion tracking software has gotten a much more consumer friendly you just gotta hope that the fur patterns have a have a strong enough graphical contrast that you can really track in between those legs right oh no they'll keyframe the whole thing mike manual oh right? my so god no <laughs> He'll do it. Yeah, that's what all of those out of work uh, uh, 3D conversion artists are going to do. They're just going to go frame by frame with the butthole. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're doing right now. Um, also, some directors, including Scott Derrickson, the previous director of uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, says this delay um, for everyone across the movie and will lead to better movies coming out later. Good. Um, good. I, I agree. Like, what? What? What do? What's usually the problem with most releases? They're hitting a date. They're not hitting the quality. So mm-hmm. I think overall, you have time to have more. You know, you're having Zoom meetings with videos in the background, and maybe that's the daily clips behind you. You know, while you're. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of comes out of this. What good can come out of this? Spider-Man Three, as we mentioned uh, up above, is still uh, for July. But they reportedly added um, cinematographer Seamus McGarvey, uh, who did uh, the first Avengers movie and Bad Times at the El Royale uh, for for to shoot the movie. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Seamus McGarvey. I love that name. That's great. Um, I mean, obviously, it seems like we can uh, we can trust the guy who filmed one of my favorite Marvel movies, Avengers. Uh, I never saw Bad Times at the El Royale, but I do remember the trailers and I remember the movie posters around town when it came out. So that seemed like it had a very strong visual style. So all good. And also, it's never a bad thing to throw in some some MCU blood into a Sony production to help dilute any yeah. any effect that Sony might have on the movie. So this is always good news. Yeah. He also did, um, I don't know, um, my wife's a big fan of The Greatest Showman um, that, that came out. I didn't put this in here, but mm-hmm. I, I did look that up. Then also, if you um, remember uh, Sahara with 
um, Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, yeah. I I only remember there's some sort of plot about a plane crashing in the desert. There's I think. a plane I, in the I, sand. That's all I know is about. Yeah, I'm, it's like Uncharted. I think before Uncharted. Yeah, there's a, a level. Plane. Yeah, there's a level in Uncharted like that. Yeah. It's a pretty cool level too. They do some pretty interesting cinematic storytelling things while you're d- dying in the desert. So well, hope, go play the Uncharted games. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this uh, this movie still comes out on time and we get a title soon. I where we've got to start production. They were. Productions, I'm soon delayed, but I mean, I gotta know what's going on with this movie sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Sony's Marvel Universe, however, as we just said, is a whole different thing, whole mm-hmm. different beast. Um, they also have some delays. Morbius has moved to March 19th, 2021. Okay, uh, and with Venom unlikely to change, still being October. However, yeah, there is a strong rumor that the Venom trailer has been sent to localization, which means it should maybe hit the internet this week oh this will be strange i don't think i've seen any big movie trailers drop during the quarantine so i got to imagine the uh the first commenters on youtube and social media are all going to be echoing the same thing as like oh it'd be great if we are able to go outside and see these movies and people are going to be talking about the meta narrative of whether it's safe to go back to the theaters so uh this will be a this will be a new test i haven't quite seen people react to new trailers sony doesn't give a I mean, but honestly, they'll, they'll put anything out at this point. You remember the first Venom trailer? It didn't even have Venom in it. They yeah, don't care. didn't even have the guy. They better fix that this time. Yeah, they, they don't care. And but I'm I'm pretty sure if they've gotten um oh, I can't think of his name here. He's Claw um in the Marvel movies. He's the director of this. Um, man, that's, that's horrible. Um, uh, you're you're so close to it, and so am I. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, there it is. I can't think of it anyway. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis that's what there it is. is. He is um. He's going to make sure we get something good, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of the Mar- Sony Marvel Universe, I put it in the Sony Universe anyway, Ghostbusters is now March 5th, 2021, pushed back from July. Mm-hmm. And then Uncharted uh, had to stop production on day one because of this, and is now <laughs> October 8th, 2021, uh, well, which was I- originally a date for a Marvel Sony film. Yeah, so if they had to delay production, I believe Tom Holland is still attached to this, and he's obviously tied up in a lot of other Marvel things. So I got to imagine these two studios have got to coordinate for this Uncharted film because Tom Holland is a hot commodity. It's it's the same studio. They don't have to. Well, unless Tom. Well, I'm saying unless Tom Holland pops up in a Marvel MCU proper movie. Oh no, he'll Um, he'll do. My my guess is Uncharted will be moved past Spider Man. Because mm-hmm. Spider Man's a guaranteed moneymaker. That's true, and I'm I'm really hoping this um this really launches the Uncharted uh, cinematic universe uh, because those movies are so good. So hopefully this could be an example of where a delay could possibly make the movie better. Who knows? Maybe there's some sort of disgruntled writer or some producer that really doesn't like where this movie's going, but they have money involved and they had to kick off day one, so they knew there's no time to fix these problems. So hey, yeah, maybe now there's time. I don't I have no faith in Uncharted ever hitting theaters at this point. Uh, it's been <laughs> delayed a dozen times with a dozen directors. So, uh, I mean, I remember when Mark Wahlberg was young enough to be playing, you know, the main Nathan Drake. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays off. Other movie delays, uh, with new dates, uh, come from, uh, Disney, uh, Mulan is now July 24th, 2020. So they think July is going to be a good month to put this out safe and sound. Um, Ryan Reynolds free guy about the video game. Um, dudes, December 11th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise pushed back a whole year to July 30th, 2021, which is sad because I really like the Jungle Cruise uh, thing at Disney. 
Indiana Jones 5 is pushed back a full year as well to July 29th, 2022. Uh, we think he's going to die before he gets to make this movie. <laughs> and then Artemis Fowl completely removed from theaters and straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Artemis Fowl was interesting because I believe when this movie was kind of first rumored, uh, I believe it was slated for Disney Plus at some point in time. And I guess possibly it got promoted to theaters and now it's been demoted back well, to uh, Disney Plus. The So I read the first two Artemis Fowl books when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is nothing like those. Uh, and the outcry from the fans, I think, is what would hurt this movie. It would never make money in theaters. So they're like, we'll put on Disney Plus. Maybe more people will watch it and 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 tweet about it. So that was definitely an interesting push. But you know, we never got the movie straight to Disney Plus that we wanted to, Mike. So mm-hmm. we'll do it. Now I'm going to drop some fun facts on you here because I didn't know this until, and this was just unveiled this week, Mike. Okay, New Mutants. <laughs> oh yes, there is. I'm salivating, Chris. I'm salivating. There is no release date yet. It was not put on the <laughs> schedule. However. It is very unlikely to make its way to Disney Plus before the year 2022. Oh my gosh! Would it even land on Disney Plus at all? I just, I just feel like this is this has Hulu written all over it just because of like the context of it. You know, I'll add it. Not even Hulu. Okay. <laughs> 20th Century Fox made a deal with HBO Streaming in 2012 for all of its movies through 2022 mm-hmm. for 10 years. Okay. That's why Dark Phoenix went to HBO instead of Disney Plus or Hulu, where the other X-Men movies lie. Okay, so this could be the whole reason why we haven't seen it a possibility that New Mutants would be dropping on a streaming service because they're they're tied up with a contract. They're legally required that any 20th Century Fox movie cannot go to a streaming service except HBO through 2022 yeah and i mean hbo max is about to kick up here in about a month and i'm sure that uh even if it is to uh get it out there and you know since theaters aren't open they probably don't want it going to their competitor at hbo well, max if they they're already getting money if they i'm i think it's worked a paper stream i think is what it is or the money maybe they'll maybe this is going to be an hbo max debut (laughs) that would be crazy i was not expecting this crazy turn of events uh but i mean you know at the same time if this is truly the last vestige of fox x-men and none of these characters none of the situations or circumstances or scenarios will roll over into the mcu if they really think this is the end of the line i don't know maybe yeah maybe hbo max maybe it is okay to drop it there yeah i mean they get money they get exposure hbo would probably you know, pay extra to get it to skip sales and go straight to there. Um, yeah, because maybe. This, this deal does not affect digital sales. If Disney wanted to put it out on iTunes and make money right away, they could do this. Yeah. Uh, but it's like but this, they, this is your opportunity, man. Just get it out there. But at the <laughs> same time, once the sales are done, it still cannot go to Hulu or Disney plus. It has to go to HBO. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you do? Are you damned if you do? You damned if you don't? Do they just go to theaters? That way, it gives them a little bit of window yeah. to make exclusive money on it before yeah, HBO this, does. This just all comes down to the unknowable, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah. What is the context of the film? And that's n- something none of us know. So, yeah. but I just want to. I just want to watch it. I just need to get it over with already. Yeah, but but I mean, again, the twists and turns of this film never never end. Wow, They'll, somebody will make a uh, YouTube documentary about it. Yeah. Well, they did for that. I don't know if you ever watched the Fantastic Four from 1994. Mm-hmm. They made a documentary. It's called Doomed. 
Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the Fantastic Four, and it's on it's on streaming on Amazon Prime. If anybody hey, wants to watch that, there you go. Avengers Campus. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to getting some Avengers Campus, Mike. I'm thinking about skipping mm-hmm. Disney, Florida completely and going straight to Disney California, oh, so I get Star yeah. Wars and Avengers at the same time. Come, come see us, baby. And I know where you live. Um, <laughs> but in this campus, in this Disney park, Thanos snap never happened, according to, oh. to the story is trying to tell in the park. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so there's no there's no real depressing points in a Disney park, right? So that's really what I think they're trying. to do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they don't want kids to feel sad when they yeah. walk into the uh, they walk into the churro hut and they see Thanos with the glove. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's okay because they're going to be kicking out some sweet sweets, Mike. And um, this this thing called Terran Treats, which is going to be run by Tanelier Tivon, the collector, uh, has some Infinity Stone base sweets, including the sp- Sweet Spiral Ration, mm-hmm. which look to be literally churros in different colors. Yep, that's a churro. <laughs> that's a that's a, spun, a spinning churro in all the Infinity Stone colors. Um, and but also, what I think is cool is the Cosmic Cream Orb, which is looks like the oh, orb. Gosh from um guardians of the galaxy but it's filled with purple icing yeah oh man i really need like a banana for scale on this thing because i'm kind of getting like maybe donut sized vibes from this and if that's the case this thing is like filled with like pure cream this is like 90 percent cream yeah 10 percent pastry and that's gotta like if that's not if that's not poppable like mouth size like that's gonna be all over some kids like brand new shirt that their mom paid 40 dollars for at the gift shop you're gonna buy i mean i'm i'm getting a mild case of diabetes looking at it you know (laughs) uh that's a lot of filling on the inside is but it looks cool well how how are they figured out the outside covering of this thing is truly impressive to look like the orb from that movie so yeah it kind of looks like um i don't know the name of this but there's like a mexican sweet bun treat that looks very similar to this with like the craggly top so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they got some inspiration uh from there but yeah chris i'm totally down ready for you to come out we'll head down to disneyland my home turf but of course your brain is disney so you'll have the you'll have the competitive intellectual advantage of uh knowing how to how to get around even before getting there i will know that park I will know that part by the time I get there. Um, but also, this uh, just like you know, t- uh, Terran Treats is not part of the Pim Kitchen, the the, the Pim Particles Kitchen. It's like mm-hmm. right down the street. Like you just go around the corner, and apparently it's there. So, uh, if you want real food, you go to the the Hank Pim Kitchen. Uh, otherwise, you you go get some some sweet sugary icing things down the corner. Mm. The Black Widow movie. We're gonna go back to Marvel here a little bit. Um, is switching up uh, composers in this time of uh, post-production um, <laughs> it gained six months so they hired lauren balf uh, i assume or lauren balfe i don't know how to who's known for doing mission impossible fallout and the lego batman movies recently um <laughs> and he's replaced is the current film composer alexandre desplat who did the shape of water oh, man i i really don't want to despise dis uh, uh besmirch the art that is composing and music because mm-hmm. i do not know how to do it i am very bad at it and i can be impressed very easily so hats off to composers who hopefully i i believe for the most part they can still work during the quarantine so mm-hmm. uh, good for them but i always think it's funny when we do bring up composer news on the show because that just means like that's all we got right now that's all we got on black widow <laughs> is just composer news because usually that's but for the most part usually it's like early news usually we don't get 
hit composer news after the movie should be releasing here very momentarily in a, in the in the alternate timeline. So well, very strange getting composer news after after the fact. Well, here's the thing. You know, this movie was supposed to be out in less than a month from today, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, bro, we're going to redo the entire music for this whole movie. Over the yeah, what is, like, what does that mean? Did they have some money laying around and they're like, hey, let's use it before we lose it? Or did somebody really be like, okay, we finally have the opportunity to fix this super shitty music? Because that does seem kind of like a slap in the face to whoever worked on it and thought that they were about to get their compositions in a Marvel movie, you know? Right, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this. You know, the, the, the soundtrack for the trailer hasn't been bad like we've mm-hmm. actually really enjoyed the music from this yeah it kind of had that industrial kind of spy yeah. feel to it and you know again um uh, uh, has he did one of my favorite movies the grand budapest hotel he's done tons of movies like he is a very very you know known composer but i think what's interesting here is that um uh, balfe he uh is a i guess a veteran of hans zimmer's um production studio Mm-hmm. So he's done movies across Disney, like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of movies, um, you know, stuff like that. So he's got a lot of different backgrounds. So like, but with his most recent one being Mission Impossible Fallout, um, one of those. And he, he also did Bad Boys for Life, if anyone got to see that one. Um, is is they, uh, is he doing better work? Because if you do a Wikipedia of this guy... I can see right now one, two, three, four, five replacement fo- um, portions in this movie, in his movies, right off the bat. So like, I don't know. What, maybe what is he doing better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is a uh, it's very interesting news. Maybe this is a whole like little documentary on its own. Two rival Hollywood composers cutthroat over the uh, ownership of the move of a of a composition in a movie. So yeah. maybe we'll get a little doc out of it here in a couple of years. And here's the thing: the things he replaced other people on are horrible movies. <laughs> he were Terminator Genesis. Oh, wow. Um, Geostorm. If you ever watched that one. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim Uprising. Gemini Man. Like, these are not movies people love. These are pe- movies people are like, this, you want a green score on Rotten Tomatoes? You look at those, those right there. So <laughs> I just think that this is, this is one of those situations where like, they didn't fire someone new you know, because they messed up at the get go. They mm-hmm. fired him a month before the movie was originally supposed to come out and had someone else completely do it. So I don't know, man, what a, what a week. Ant-Man three is also charting or hitting the charts this week. Um, Jeff Loveness, who is a veteran of Rick and Morty, uh, he wrote the comic Groot, uh, and he worked, he's worked on Jimmy Kimmel as well as other shows, mm-hmm. um, to, will now be writing the script for Ant-Man three. So hey, that's a, that's not a bad news. Those Rick and Morty writers must be uh, getting a lot of flex out here in Hollywood because I believe we have one of them that's working on a Disney, a Marvel, She-Hulk, I believe. She-Hulk, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's a it's a good sign if you want to be in that Rick and Morty room. Maybe we're kind of getting like a similar like Simpsons vibe out of it. You know, Simpsons writers have a lot of prestige. Maybe Rick and Morty is going to do the same. Do, do the Simpsons writers stick with them forever? Because it feels like Rick and Morty like. Every season, it's a new group of writers. Because um, I, I don't I know, think is one anymore. No, I think I think it just depends on uh, availability. So um, 
I, I I believe some shows mix it up. I, I if I if I remember correctly, shows like Family Guy, I believe they replace the writers' room like every season to try to keep it fresh. But I think Simpsons is very kind of um, very kind of passed down. Like I think a lot of writers are still attached to it over time. So, but I I think with Rick and Morty, especially with the delays and people getting moved around, and you know the release slate not really set in stone until just recently, I wouldn't be surprised if their writers' room have has changed up a little bit. Yeah. So, and this guy's followed Jimmy Kimmel even through the, um, was the Emmys and the Oscars he did? Didn't, didn't he do those? So, um, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. He must be a funny guy. That's all I can say. You gotta be a funny guy. But apparently Paul Rudd reportedly wrote a script for this movie already, um, that featured AIM and MODOK's first appearance. Oh. Um, and you know, they could be using, he could have just done it for fun. You know, uh, Paul Rudd, he got a writing credit on Ant-Man and the Wasp. For 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 uh, I assume probably yeah. the little bitty version of himself jokes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't I can't say if I've ever watched anything that Paul Rudd has written because I don't really know exactly what he's put his hands on writerly wise. But he's a super funny guy that is a, like a comedic pro. So I would imagine he rewrites stuff on the fly a lot for his characters. So yeah, if if Paul Rudd wants to get into the scrum and start writing anything, I'll I'll be all for it. Yeah, I'm gonna see here. I got Wicked. No, IMDb pulled up. He is a writer. Four credits on writing. Um, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Role Models, and then the show Party Down. Uh, okay, I've heard people really like uh, Party Down. That's kind of one of those uh, um, cult uh, yeah. comedies from back in the day. Yeah, so I didn't know he wrote Role Models. That's a pretty funny one hmm. as well. Um, but, yeah, so Ant-Man 3, I, I mean... I, that's sad we have more news on Ant-Man 3 than Guardians 3 right now. But, you know, we'll, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see how this goes. A lot of movies getting sequels in the Marvel Universe. Rick and Morty, speaking of, uh, the last five episodes are ready to start, for this season, are ready to start May 3rd um, on Adult Swim. So if you haven't watched any of the new ones, you can catch the whole season, probably in what, June? Mid-June? Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems like they might be taking a similar South Park approach. Like South Park, like does put out um, multiple uh, seasons. Sometimes I feel like sometimes it happens a yearly. I don't know. We've had this yearly. discussion. They're yearly. We've had the, yeah. I feel like we've had this discussion before. But uh, it seems like Rick and Morty, in order to kind of stretch it out, and since they have like seven seasons confirmed contract contractually moving forward, it seems like maybe they'll be doing ten episodes a year and like breaking them in half. So they'll be. Doing Doing, we'll get in, so you'll kind of like every every half of the year it seems like maybe you'll get like five episodes of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty fans are the worst. I think I say this every time. Um, <laughs> look, just look to the Szechuan sauce thing for an example. Um, but yeah, I I think people would riot if they had to wait forever between each one again. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we we talked a little bit about it last week with the uh, trailer of Sol- Solar Opposites coming out, where yeah. Justin Roiland's all of his replies are just like, "Well, that's great. When's more Rick and Morty?" Yeah. So uh, there's often an Ask Reddit thread. I feel like every couple months that which fan base has the worst fans, and Rick and Morty's always like one of the top three answers. So uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird being associated uh, with them, but I still really love the show. But uh, yeah. I haven't watched this trailer because I haven't seen the first five episodes yet. Uh, but this could be really good timing because I believe Rick and Morty is supposed to be moving shop over to HBO Max. So an HBO Max drops in May. So it seems like, you know, you won't need some sort of cable subscription to log into the Adult Swim app in order to, you know, to watch this stuff, you know, 
hopefully just an HBO subscription will get you into Rick and Morty's vault. Yeah, and um, it's just it's, it's interesting, you know, again, to Mike's point here, none of the footage in this ruins the other four episodes, or, that, or five episodes that are out already. Um, because Rick and Morty is very what what is a serialized kind of show, mm-hmm. um, but this is literally within five days of Solar Opposites release on Hulu, so mm. they're really doubling down. You're gonna get your Justin Roiland all May long. Right yeah, now, so. we yeah we had a we had a, a fan. Uh, I think reach out to us on Twitter recommending Justin Roiland's VR game. Um, it was it Trevor yeah. Saves the Universe? I think Tro- it was called. Trover. I actually have Trover. this. Um, it's, it's regular PlayStation and there's a VR component, so you can do both. Okay. Yeah, I think I've I've watched some playthroughs of it, yeah. not total playthroughs, but yeah, some of the some of the set pieces are like really crazy. I think. I think I saw something where you had to like take a rib uh-huh. out of like somebody's corpse in order to like unlock a door or something. I don't know. It, it seems really crazy it's, it's and Rick, weird it, things. There's a Rick and Morty <laughs> VR game, and this is more Rick and Morty than that VR game is. So <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. But I'm I'm excited. I, I like now like again Rick and Morty. We got a lot of animated shows coming up. We can we can get down to. Lastly, uh, due to um, due to the delay here um, again maybe possibly, but the Kenobi movie or show has found a new writer with Joby mm-hmm. Harold who has the um I think this was critically acclaimed King Arthur Legend of the Sword movie um under his belt. So do you think, you know, people are concerned about this movie will now benefit from a delay? Do you think they'll delay it at all or like they still have enough time to make it because they have to write the whole thing over again? Wait, are you ta- are you are you talking about the Guy Ritchie King Arthur Legend of the Sword? I don't think so. I'm gonna pull it up here. Oh yeah, it's the Guy Ritchie one. Never mind. I thought it was the other one because <laughs> I was like, Chris is either being very facetious right now or the, what was the was, uh, not the other one where the kid was King had King Arthur's sword. Oh, I don't know. It, I can't. I can't. So so is which Joby wrote which movie? It's the Guy Ritchie the, one. I'm sorry, I, oh, I got okay. it wrong. I assumed it was the other one. Well, Chris, just like any time a writer is attached to something that I'm looking forward to has maybe uh, a slightly sketchy uh, work history, I always try to remind myself that when it comes to film production, writers are relatively low on the totem pole where it totally flops when it comes to like a TV show. Like literally the TV shows are created and written and run by the head writer, whereas it's always the director that's in charge for the TV. So there's a good chance that Joby Harold had a really awesome final draft of King Arthur uh, and the Legend of the Sword, and maybe it didn't go very well. So he could be very good, and maybe he is really he is really set and ready to go to deliver us an awesome Kenobi series. And I'm just going to have to keep telling myself that because uh, I know you saw King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. You actually had like an early oh, yeah. screening of it when it came out, and you did not seem happy when you came out of that theater. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was okay. It's a guy – it's – it's snatch, but for King Arthur and like that takes all the fun out of it. You know, um, he also wrote the, um, Zack Snyder film army of the dead, which still hasn't hit yet this year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. That um, was the, is that the Netflix streaming movie? Yeah. Where, yeah, where people are like, like isolated in a city or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. This hasn't come out yet. He's got some sketchy movies here. He wrote, did you ever see the movie awake? With Hayden Christensen. Awake with Hayden Christensen. No, I can't say I did. Where he, he was with Jessica Alba and Hayden Christensen. It's a horrible movie, but hopefully in 13 <laughs> years he's come a long way from this. Uh, so um, he's, he's executive produced some other stuff along the way, but I mean, I don't know. 
I, I expect he'll be fired for this too. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's we, we don't know how this Kenobi show is going to go. We just know it's announced. We don't know when it'll come out, what it'll look like. So um, until then, we still get weekly Clone Wars, Mike. Hopefully, you catch up soon soon enough. So yeah, I, ho- I hope so to to wrap that up. Well, Mike, that's our show for this week. Uh, that's that's all we got. We somehow was able to find some news and get you guys another episode every week. So. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in during your uh-huh. quarantine time. Um, you know, stay safe out there. People want to follow you, Mike. What's your up to? Where can they find you at? Well, all you got to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to add some gasoline to a fire, I made a tweet earlier today because I came across this 2008 Britney Murphy movie on Hulu. Oh God, it looks so bad. That's that's called, uh, I don't know if it's The Ramen Girl or just Ramen Girl about Britney Murphy getting getting dumped in Japan so she's stranded and becomes an apprentice at a ramen shop. The trailer looks god awful, but I told people if I got 10 retweets, I would watch the movie. And I am over 10 retweets now, so if you just want to add insult to injury, head on over to my Twitter account and you can uh, retweet it and just watch the god awful trailer. I I, I think it's going to be a bit of an experience it looks very hopefully it looks bad enough to be entertaining so i will be i will be watching the ramen girl and you you know i saw we had some fans of the show retweet it so i don't know chris if you want to watch it i'll do a spoiler cast with you (laughs) but i have a feeling i don't know if you're gonna get to it but if you do you know it's the quarantine we'll mix things up a little bit but if you want to do that head on over to mike royer design on twitter on instagram and i got web comics up at pickledcomics.com chris People want to catch up to with you, see what you're retweeting. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'm usually retweeting a uh, friend of the show, Quentin Parker, when he's uh, live streaming uh, Twitch oh, yeah, because you, usually you're in the match. <laughs> yep, usually there. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI, try to put up some of these news there. We get them every week, but if it's a big enough news, I'll put it on there so you can follow that and get that news. Uh, also, uh, The Robin Girl is on Hulu, so you don't yes. have to go out and buy it. Uh, if you are interested in subscribing to Hoopla or Tubi, uh, you can watch those as well. This trailer looked god awful. It hurt, yeah, Mike. It hurt. It looked yeah. like somebody filmed it with like a JVC DV camera on their shoulder, <laughs> just kind of winging it. So it all—it's the funny thing. Also, if you find the official source that released the trailer, they only uploaded it in like two forty p. So you you have to like find fan uploads to get something that looks halfway decent to find the trailer. And uh, it it almost looks like a fake movie, kind of like when you're watching a real movie and the characters are witnessing a trailer. And so it reminds me of that. Yeah, like like the fake trailers in front of Tropic Thunder, like look, yes. look better than this, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but uh, you know, it stars the late Brittany Murphy. So maybe Mike, maybe if I'm really feeling like you know I want to torture myself, we can do this. Yeah, come on, Chris. <laughs> uh, all right, this well, could be really fun. This could be fun. It could it could be a whole other show for us to do, Mike. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, you can't find me there. Uh, if people want to know about our shows, go listen to our Bloodshot review in case we've had a chance to watch it yeah. on demand. It's not streaming yet, I'm pretty sure, but uh, I'll, I'll see if it's on on Just Watch because that's where I found the Robin Girl at. Uh, where can they where can they find our shows at? So easy to do. All you got to do is, is visit SuperheroSlate.com, and you got to now. You got to go check out our upcoming releases page because all of these movies had shifted. Everything that you know is now wrong. So head on over to our nice little itemized text space list at SuperheroSlate.com to see when all of these movies are coming out and where they've been shifted to. And as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash 
store. Uh, we love hearing from you. We love it when you guys reach out on Twitter, wherever else you're online. We love to hear from you. Um, I think maybe some people have also committed themselves to uh, the ramen girl. So please let me know what you think about that crazy movie. I think we're settling in to possibly watch it tonight. So please uh, stay safe, stay inside, watch bad movies, have a good time. And of course, uh, we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is wash your hands don't touch your face, and we will be here every week as long as you're staying happy and healthy, people. That's right, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week. We'll see you then. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you can eat anything rotten if you cook it long enough.